Welcome to New Age Renaissance. This is episode 14. The topic, Consciousness Editing. This is going to be a bit of a long one, so I'm going to try and just get into this as soon as I can. Here we go. What if everything we've ever been told to be was made up? What if everything that exists was a fabrication meant to keep us from seeing that it's a fabrication? Which is to say that reality, as we know it, is unreal. But why? My theory, a single theory, is mass long-term editing of the collective consciousness and its potential. It all begins with the concept of controlling information. Controlling information makes it so truth is malleable, making it so life and humanity are malleable in a way that doesn't suit their original nature. For instance, the ideals of a rigid, structured future were built on the foundation of a crumbling past, telling everybody what their dreams should be, like those cookie-cutter houses that are or have become popular in the recent past 10 years at least, trying to tell kids what they do and don't need to learn, structuring education on limiting the growth of a mind and the growth of an individual. And of course, the concept of working nine to five in a cubicle surrounded by other cubicles on different floors, all the same structure, all the same layout, all doing the exact same thing. And even now, this is beginning to sound like somewhat of a foreign concept. And it's important to note that as of right now, there's been a shift in consciousness. We've realized as a whole, there's no hope for a truly good future if we continue to neglect every aspect of our pasts. Every aspect, all aspects, every single side of history is important and should be noted and recognized, not just the winners everything and everyone. No story is insignificant. From cave people to biblical times, from ancient mythology to world history, everything has a purpose. Everyone has a purpose. For instance, in ancient mythology, the rape of women, often enacted by a god, was used in stories to signify political change. And I can't help but wonder how interesting that actually is, considering everything that's been going on within the past couple of years, starting with Me Too and right up until the Brett Kavanaugh hearing. And I can't help but feel as though people will no doubt look at U.S. history during this time, all the way up to 2020, and recognize how much influence women had politically on a national level, on a national level, 
after refusing to physically, mentally, and emotionally continue to be mistreated by men in power. Some choose to continue to deny. They continue to deny it all they want. But the truth is, absolute and necessary change is happening. For me, I guess the next best question is, was mythology derived from truth and observations or is truth predicted through the deep inner workings of the collective consciousness? And now I ask you, should any part of history ever be left untold? For now, let's dissect myth and whether or not it's truth in observations of experience or truth predicted through some kind of grander scale of understanding. Myth, often dissected and retold throughout history, including psychoanalysis, it's easy to see how myth could be beneficial as history. <clears throat> Often, the word myth is used to describe something, for lack of a better word, unimaginable. Most of the time, the literal essence of a myth overtakes the simplistic nature of it, which is that myth is a tool for rationalization, to better understand what it is by comparing it to something that might be to better understanding what is by comparing it to something that might be. For example, if you used a black balloon, putting white dots on it, and then blew it up to signify the relationship to stars in space, you're not saying the balloon is the universe. You're using an example to show how something could be possible, offering an opportunity for deeper understanding. Myths of ancient times can easily be recognized as a grand or universal consciousness offering us insight to our potential, to help us discover ourself together. Could it really be a message from universal truth wishing to be known? I think yes. For the simple fact it was written by humans for humans. So again, is it a necessary accident to have written mythology, or is it simply an example of projected potential? I think in order to be close to getting an answer, we'd also have to look at religion. Anything ever written can be seen as something hidden, a kind of message from a higher conscience especially religious books. And I can't help but think that religious texts and mythology are a lot more relatable to each other than we give them credit. Which isn't to say that to disqualify 
either one as necessary, but instead to recognize them as equals. Each and every religion is equally important to humanity as a whole. One can't ever be better than the other simply because comparison dims the illuminance being attempted by all of them. And something else that's often overlooked and so easily is all religious text was written by people for people to interpret and therefore can't and shouldn't ever be classified as perfect. A prime example is the Bible. When Jesus was asked who he was, it translates as what he said, I am the son of God. And that's what was interpreted, but a more honest translation is a son of God. The phrase the son is an editor's note in parentheses in the King James Bible. The truth is, Jesus acknowledged all of us to be children of God, all of us to be equals. Editors made the choice to make it the son so that Jesus was the one and only child in order to make it easier to classify all other religions, any other religion or teaching as false. And it was these kinds of forced translations that made equality an impossibility. Corrupt translation made being truly human impossible. It made human experience in life incorrect. Thus, human experience became an example of fault instead of an example of divinity. And this is where we have to answer and ask ourselves truthfully, when has there ever been a completely perfect human being? Because we have it in our minds that heaven forbid all of us exist as truly equal beings. Or so they'd have you believe. And this brings us to the main topic of tonight's episode. Consciousness editing. You see, the only way for a human being to be perfect is through editing. Stripping away the seemingly unnecessary, all the aspects that make a human being a human being. Until only a shell is left. Denial, arrogance, fear, and pride. These are all tools used for editing the truth of a person. They're used to, to rewrite the core function and purpose of the person. And those who edited religious texts understood to some degree the power to rewire the possibilities of the world. And I can't help but wonder, before King James, what were the true and original stories of the Bible? What were they unwritten? And I only ask this question because I think it's odd to have a religion based on inclusivity to adhere to a system similar to a hierarchy. The King James Bible was highly edited, and with that 
came a wider range of editing human potential. Humanity was then made to neglect its potential to be powerful and divine and instead became a fuel source for power, spreading toxicity, slowly killing the world at its core, potentially wasted. The best example I have of this that could actually paint the picture is to think of the Matrix when Morpheus holds up the battery to show Neo what the world's truth is. Human beings are the new alternative fuel. Because when humanity's been convinced to be herded, it's easy for us to be controlled and manipulated from the inside out. Can you imagine a world full of people with limitless potential? Can you? Because the truth is, it's closer than you think. It's waiting for us to create it. A world built on freedom, light, growth, and truth. A world divine with infinite potential. A world unable to be controlled. And that's something that scares a lot of people. Not having control. And this makes me wonder, how is not having control a bad thing? And why? Honestly, we've got far more to gain from not trying to control everything than we've got to lose. All it really takes is conscious effort. Put simply, let the universal conscience be your guide. Free your mind from restricted consciousness. Actualize your core potential. I mean, why not? It is, after all, why we're here. This is New Age Renaissance. Are you ready? Well, that wasn't too long of an episode. I definitely thought it was going to be about 20 to 30 minutes, but I kind of rushed through it. Thank you all for listening, for sticking through. And thank you for continuing to take a chance and listen. As always, tonight's episode was written and produced by me, Gustavo Lomas. Uh, we have a holiday coming up, so I wanted to go ahead and get this out as soon as I could. Thanksgiving is next week, um, so I obviously won't be recording. I might write something out, but as far as it goes. And if you're celebrating Thanksgiving, then please just remember why this holiday is important. Don't forget about the Native Americans, the indigenous people who were so wrongly murdered and raped, all for the sake of power and control. How it happened to them continuously as the country of the United States grew and expanded. And if you aren't celebrating, then I ask you to do the same thing. Remember those people, those people who are still today being neglected and screwed over, all for the sake 
of power, basically because of fear, because of unwillingness to lose control of something that a lot of people don't fully understand or comprehend. Thanksgiving is a great time to get together with family and remember what you're thankful for, but let's also remember the atrocities that happened that brought this holiday to be what it is. So celebrate, enjoy, but also remember and understand and send energy and remembrance and love to the Native American people across the world. Thank you.